Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. And we'll, we'll get Megan. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> We have a we have an error message. We have an error message, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we're live on Fight Club, people. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday. Hey. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And we're a self uh, group of self-employed industry experts. Excuse me. Joined this week by our guest R.J. Patel. We're so excited to have you with us, R.J. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Can you just give everyone a brief rundown of yourself and your current business? Sure. Thanks for having me, ladies. Um, hello, everyone. I'm RJ Patel. My wife and I, Asha, who's has a birthday today. So happy birthday to Yay, her. Happy birthday. <laughs> we own PCT Clean just outside of Atlanta in a town called Kennesaw, Georgia. And if you know anything about Kennesaw, uh, I moved here 43 years ago, Kennesaw in 1982, uh, about two years after I moved, made it mandatory that all homeowners must own a gun. So we're famous I, I, for that. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not yes. know that. Congratulations. Yes. Wow. Welcome okay. to Texas. Our, our crime rate is like that much. Because we have signs that says, never mind the dog, beware of owner. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, that's too funny. The wild, wild west. Uh, yep. But you know what's funny, Martha, is uh, people that knew, from, I moved from England, but people that knew that we moved to Kennesaw would call us up and say, did you move to a really dangerous town? <laughs> and I've seen your town. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yes, Aww. it's beautiful and safe. Wow. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today, RJ. Um, my name is Taylor Maroney. I kind of handle the marketing section of this panel. So super excited to have you with us. Um, my background is I co-own a power washing company with my husband in South Florida. So just a little bit further south of y'all, probably about 10 hours. Um, <laughs> and my background before that was actually in marketing. So I love helping service business owners understand the analytics, the numbers behind it and how to make decisions based upon that. So it's not talked about very often with the business owners on how to really analytically read the data that comes from marketing companies. So it's where my passion lies and I'm super excited to talk all things marketing with you today. Awesome. And I think Megan's still working on some audio. So we'll kind of go with Michelle next. Yeah, hey there, RJ, nice to see you again. Uh, we you. connected in San Diego, sunny San Diego at Martha's awesome event just recently this year. Um, and I am the co-owner of Pink Collars. So other than wearing wild, wild hats, which right before we went on camera, I was sharing some of my wild hats for my team. Um, I help people run their front and back office tasks. So phone calls, emails, chats, uh, all those incoming forms from your clients or customers, we can absolutely help you do that with Pink Collars. So welcome to pay, uh, to uh, Fight Club. I can't wait to hear what you're up to in Texas. 
Okay. And I'm sorry, guys. I think I'm back. I'm in the mountains and I'm so excited because we have Starlink now and yet I keep getting kicked out. So we're going to do the best we can. And RJ, I was really looking forward to this. So welcome to Fight Club. And I'm very sorry for the bad internet. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and inspire small businesses to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also am the founder of Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting firm based out of Northern California. And I own a window cleaning, gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, and RJ. And I've got to know each other over the years through Martha at the QDS conferences where we've had way too much fun um, and talked about <laughs> skateboarding and how, yeah, lots of cool things. Uh, welcome to Fight Club, RJ. Thank you. All right. And lastly, um, my name is Martha Woodward and RJ, I've actually stayed at your house and I did not see guns all over the place. Ooh. So I can uh, <laughs> testify to that. But uh, uh, I formerly owned a maid service. I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software. And my mission is to help people build happier workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club, RJ, and thanks for being our guest. My pleasure. All right, Tay. Well, I'm going to steal you first, RJ, and right. you're kind of one of my favorite guests to have on because you have so much experience in the world of business and running multiple businesses, you know, from different time periods throughout your lifetime. And one of my favorite questions to ask individuals like yourself is what is kind of one of your biggest marketing like mishaps? What is something that you did in your time <laughs> period of owning a business that really, you know, you thought in your heart it was gonna go really well, you were really excited about it, but it might have been sort of a flop, unfortunately. Um, and you know, I would have to say for sure, um, <laughs> putting an ad in a magazine. Really? Okay, I'd love to talk about this. And just having zero uh, feedback on it in terms okay. of the return on investment, because that's how we want to measure whether we want to carry that on or not. And um, yeah, it was uh, just awful. And yellow pages. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if the people that are listening even know what yellow pages are, but I think I just dated myself, right, Martha? Um, yeah. Okay. I know what yellow pages are. You're perfectly fine. Since I'm okay, the thank you. Girl, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> But just to just to randomly put anything in writing and then just put it out there because somebody convinced you, that was probably my worst marketing um, debacle. I like this. Okay, because a lot of people get calls about this. So this is still something that's very active. Um, so I actually would love to talk about this a little bit more. Um, when it came down to kind of putting your information into the magazine booklet, um, any type of print advertisement, nowadays we have the option to be able to, you know, buy a call tracking number pretty quickly mm -hmm. and put that in an ad, which is fantastic. So it's kind of changed the game on that a little bit more. Um, but still that's, that's really the only way you can track that, right? You can't really track how many people actually open that magazine and read your ad. You can't track, you know, how many people threw it in the trash once they got it from the mailbox or wherever they were able to get this from could mm -hmm. be just sitting in a doctor's office. So when you put your ad in there, was there any type of, did they ask you for any type of engaging um, call to action, any type of information that they wanted you to use? 
So what I just said was something we did in the very, very beginning as I was uh, getting into the business. And at the time, I owned um, a hotel. Oh, okay. so I've, had, I've had six businesses. Right. And so right. I, at that time, I owned a hotel. And um, yeah, we could never measure the return on investment on something like that. And it is. It's very Google, hard. Yep. Google wasn't around. So we had to do print. And and at that time, print was really what everyone had. And it still is valuable. Very oh, much very valuable. Very valuable. And I, that's why I'm really happy you kind of brought this one up. Normally, people say it was like a a flyer or maybe door to door, something random, but I haven't had the opportunity to talk about physical print advertisement in marketing booklets, you know, even golf cart cards a lot. I get that a lot in Florida. I don't know if you guys get that in Georgia or anywhere else that's mm -hmm. listening. Um, yeah. Golf cart cards are huge. And those are ones that people love to call us about all the time. And they can be done very well and done properly if you really take the time and effort to think about who you're talking to, right? Think about the clientele you're working with. So we'll use the golf example because it's it's easy for me. My husband plays golf. So as far as that goes, you know, you're talking to men most of the time. There is a percentage of women that are in that category. Um, but majority of that category consists of men. So you really want to make sure you're speaking to your audience correctly and that you're also putting a call to action in there that's going to really draw them in. A dollar amount off is always good. A percentage off normally doesn't convert as well because people can't correlate that quickly to something they can do with their family or their friends or maybe getting another round of golf. Hence why, you know, dollars off tends to work a little bit better. Um, and then also adding, adding that call tracking number. So that's ways that you can be able to still use print advertisements today and really be able to see and track that accurately. Um, but since I've asked about the one you didn't necessarily love, I always also like to follow that up with one that you do love and you currently maybe are still using. So what is a kind of marketing avenue or technique that you're using currently that's really done very well for your business? I do believe that uh, networking has been probably one of my best uh, lead generators. And the reason is uh, Jeffrey Gittermer in his book, uh, uh, The uh, the secret, the little secrets of uh, business said that people do business with people and not entities. Absolutely. And so if you just take that to, to the value of what it means is if people don't know who you are, they're not going to want to do business with you. And so once they get to know you, uh, it's easy. And I've been in this community for 43 years. And so people do know us. They know our family. They know our longevity here. So when I show up to a networking, whether it's a power core that is, you know, more of a 20 member, 30 member group to a business association that could be three, 400 people to a chamber of commerce that's probably a thousand people. People know what we do, who we are. Um, hey, RJ, you know, um, that's the cleaning guy. You know, you know, that's that's how you want to be known. And people will only connect with you if you're out there. Don't oversell. You know, networking is such an art. Do not go there and start throwing business cards. That's the last thing. You know, the only time 
I would recommend make your business card really, really awesome. We made ours really thick. So when people actually receive it, they think I gave them two. So they start looking at it and they're like, oh, did you give me two? No. Oh, that's a beautiful card. Now they're talking about my card. And when they ask for a card, it's guaranteed they're going to keep it. Absolutely. Versus you throwing it in their face. So my best tool for lead generation um, and also that community good feel has been networking and putting our faces out there. That's fantastic. Did you ever have any any reservations or any fears going into networking? Because I know that's something a lot of business owners tend to have. You know, they, they're told they should go to business, uh, you know, chamber of commerce meetings or association meetings and things of that sort. But I do feel as though there is sometimes an internal fear that is holding them back a little bit that doesn't allow them to get out of that shell to network and, you know, at least open themselves up to that opportunity. Do you have any tips for anyone on working through those types of feelings? Yes. You know, and as I say, Tay, um, speaking in front of people is one of the number one fear for people, right? Absolutely. I'm one of them. And so, yeah, one of them, right? That's at the top of the list for many people. Um, luckily, I've not had that problem. So for me, that's been the easier part. But sometimes it is intimidating, right? Why is it intimidating? Because you have these people in these suits, sometimes ties, um, you know, they're bankers, they're, they're in the mortgage business, they're in this business, this business. What do you do? I, I scrub toilets. What? You know, it's like we, we go in there with this mindset of, oh, they're higher than me or they're better than me. Folks, get that out of your mind. They're not. They're simply not. We are business owners. We are, uh, you know, making this economy work. We are employing people. We are paying taxes. We are doing everything all the other businesses are doing. We just happen to be cleaning. Be proud of it. And when you walk in with that sense of confidence, it eliminates a lot of walls. When somebody comes up to you and you say, and you're wearing a name tag, you should be wearing a name tag. Be proud of it with your company logo and perhaps something you do. Ours says, I love to clean. So they see my company logo, my name, and it says, I love to clean. And it usually puts a smile on their face. And they and ask me. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. They ask me, how's business? And I tell them it's dirty. <laughs> I love that. And it's, but it's prideful too. You, you speak with so much pride in your heart right now. And I can feel that. And that's something that I think everyone needs to, to really take a second, re-listen to later. I know we're live right now, but really listen to what RJ just said. You need to be prideful of what you're doing. You're not lesser than anyone. You're yeah. working in the same economy and helping build the same economy that all these bankers and investors and mortgage people are doing as well. Lawyers, doctors. I mean, you can go on forever. We have the same vital role as service business owners as they do in our economy. And it's something that you just said so beautifully. And I don't even think I can add anything extra besides pass you to Megan at this point, because I, that was incredible. <laughs> well, thank you. But I want to, I do want to add one thing, Tay. Absolutely. Um, and, and Megan, I'm, I'm waiting for your, uh, you know, um, 
so this was confirmed to me in 2018, okay? Understand I've had a hotel, which is cleaning, now a cleaning business. And so I've had to build up my own strength and my own inner confidence when I go networking or whatever I do. But in 2018, a very, very high spiritual person that I absolutely respect came from India to my home, which is incredible because millions of people all over the world go there to see him. He came to my home. And so I have a lot of respect for him. And one day he came out of the car and he knew my inner thoughts and how I was feeling. And he looked at me and he says, you know, we're in the same business. And I said, huh? He caught me off guard. He said, (laughs) you clean people's homes and offices. I clean people's hearts and minds. Oh, my goodness. And I just like, okay, confirmation. I'm done. I'm going to (laughs) be proud of who I am, what I do, and never, ever look back at this. You got me cheering up over here. (laughs) That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Oh my goodness. It's, it is, it's, we all need to take pride in what we do and pride that we support our families. We support our employees, we support everyone involved in our business and the economy of course as well. But thank you for your inspiration and just speaking from your heart. I do appreciate that. It's, it's rare that we get that often on the show and I, I, Appreciate your vulnerability today, RJ. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So I I never know which way I want to take this. Uh, when you're talking about print advertising, I was remembering that the four-hour work week is like one of my favorite books. And they talk about how you have to put an ad idea in a magazine. And I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is so archaic. And then I think about it often though, how you can, you can't get an ROI necessarily, but you can validate an offer. Um I, but that, I like that book because it talks about the importance of passive income. It talks about the importance of, you know, building something that serves your lifestyle. And I was wondering if you could take us through a little bit, and you just started to hint at it, this journey of six businesses to get to this place where you love clean. And I, we knew there were going to be jokes, but that dirty one, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm sure there's a couple more coming. Um, but can you take us through this evolution of your family and of your career and like, I, I love this idea. I have a friend that's doing a property management company right now. And she was talking about how she's going to have to start a cleaning company because it's like her pain point in her property management company. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like maybe that's how the hotel thing happened, but we would be remiss if we did not talk about your commercial property because you do have recurring passive income. And I do feel like you have a diversity in, in your income sources. So if you could just walk us through a little bit, like, how did RJ end up here? RJ and Asha, happy birthday, Asha, um, end up here with PCT Clean after, you know, 35 years-ish. So we've been married 36 years. And the anniversary, congratulations. Thank I think you. Martha's anniversary is today and it's 36 years too. Is that right? Happy anniversary, Martha and John. <laughs> You're muted, Martha, but happy anniversary. Yeah, I was going to say RJ's, yours was last week, wasn't it? No, mine's in January. Oh, time flies. They're ahead of you. They're ahead of you by four months, four whole months. Um, All right. So going back, um, as I said, we moved from England to here. Uh, It was a very tough move because you go from a thriving city like London, because that's where we lived. And um, you move to a 
town called Kennesaw, Georgia, which believe it or not, 75 wasn't open here when we moved here. Okay. Sounds like state, culture shock. It sounds like Oh culture my shock. God. You have no idea. The number one problem I had was understanding the people and they couldn't understand me. I had a very thick, what we call Cockney British accent. They couldn't understand me. I couldn't understand them. So I was doing a lot of pointing, you know, give me that or let's do this, whatever. I go from that guy. I'd to, like to hear that come out. Does it ever, does it ever show like? Yes. If you put out? a Brit on this call, we'll go at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Note to self, find a Brit to have a conversation with RJ so yeah. I can watch. <laughs> um, so I went to Kennesaw State University and I had two degrees from there shortly after that. My college coach that I played soccer under for four years uh, said to me that I was going to coach. And I didn't know what that was, but that literally progressed to a business for me. I uh, went and got my state licenses, my national license. One national license takes eight days. Okay. Uh, mine was in Tampa. They test you orally. They test you written, they test you practical. And you have to pass every area. And if you cannot be out there playing and all that, you cannot pass these classes. So I took that and turned it into a business and coached for 21 years. Um, I love the game. God gave me the ability to play it and teach it. Because just because you know how to play, it doesn't mean you can teach it. Um, it's kind of like cleaning, right? Just because you know how to clean doesn't mean you have the right systems and processes written down so you can replicate the process. Yeah, or it's just because somebody thing. likes to clean doesn't make them a good cleaner, right? Correct. Uh, two follow-up questions. Boys or girls, were you coaching men or women? Both. Both. And Both. Uh, what's your team? The oh. team that you, you are you a Chelsea guy? Oh, right, Man United. No, okay. I'm gonna stop guessing. Menu. Bayern. No, Menu. I'm a okay. Menu fan. All I'm right. Totally, okay. totally a Menu fan because of what Sir Alex Ferguson did at Manchester United. You talk about coaching. You talk about somebody who won 27 trophies in 19 years. Uh, just incredible. He had systems. He had processes. And it was always about the care for the people. And that's what I loved about him. And in 1989, I was the Georgia Youth Soccer Association Coach of the Year. And in 1990, I was the United States Youth Soccer Association Coach of the Year. But in 1990, Sir Bobby Charlton, who helped England win the World Cup in 1966, came and presented the trophy. And he played for Manchester United also. So my my connection to Manchester is huge. Asha was born in Manchester also. So, you know, how can I not love uh, the city that my wife was born in? Well, and so I love that, like, oh, I'm so sorry for the sound quality. I love that there's, um, you know, this relationship between being entrepreneurial, like turning a passion into a business and then a career. And then there's also a huge relationship between sports and leadership. Like There's when no you're question. talking about your team, you're talking about the leadership of your team, Manu. You're talking about what they did to serve their team. And and I think that that has probably served you well as a leader in your businesses. Okay, so keep going. So you coached for 21 years, you turned it into a business. 
yep. you you got these giant national honors for your coaching. Uh, then what happened? And you know, those were just confidence boosters. Um, uh, bless you. That helped me when whenever I was having doubts, right? That helped me continue to build that foundation that I needed. Um, and they also helped me build a team. And hence why the T, PCT, T is for team. Because I don't believe I do anything. It's my staff, it's my team that does everything. And so those are the valuable lessons from sports that I've taken and implemented in my business. Um, and I'll tell you this, when, when we hire staff, it is important to ask one question. Have you ever played on a team sport? You'll quickly know whether that person is going to be a team player or not. If they've never played on a team sport, imagine trying to convince them to be part of a team versus somebody who has they will understand the philosophy of team. Just, just a side note. So we go from soccer to owning a hotel for 27 years. And in the hotel, we did everything. I had the full boy cap. I had the parking lot cleaning guy cap. I had to clean the rooms, strip the beds, take out the trash, check in the guests, check out the guests, everything. It was a 24-hour business seven days a week and after 27 years got tired of it decided to bulldoze the hotel but prior to that i needed to move out of there because i lived there um oh i had a restaurant for two years rj's cafe uh on the property where i had my hotel i you sold literally that. done it all you've done it all <laughs> I, love it. I sold that and i said okay i'm done we actually made money in our third month in the restaurant business, which everybody told me, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. I'm like, whatever. Anyway, hold, hold I sold my it. Beer. Watch me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sold it and made a profit and really ran. When he called my name, I didn't even turn around. Um, I just kept going. Um, when we decided to bulldoze the hotel and uh, what we call, I had, used to have my real estate license. So highest and best use of land. We did that study and it was a retail center. So since I lived on the property, I actually designed and built my home. So Martha, where you've stayed, we actually designed and built it. Um, and it turned out to be a beautiful home for our family. And then we started building the shopping center. So the shopping center, we actually designed based on the Windsor Castle in England. Um, and it turned out beautiful. Uh, people used to say, you know where the castle is? You turn left there, do this, do this. And it became a point of direction giving, which was great because it gave us a presence in the community. Um, two years ago, Megan, we sold the shopping center. I mean, the road that it's on is called Cobb Parkway or US Highway 41. And I promise you to the date from the time we purchased it in 79 to the time we sold it, we were on 41 for 41 years. It, it just mind boggling. I love, love I love numbers. Yeah, I know you love numbers. So I thought I'd share that with you. I um, love the story of numbers. I, so, um, 
I, I think it's interesting. I want to go, uh, so I know we're going to get to PCT in just a second, but I just want to take one quick moment and talk about how you seem to know when to sell. Mm. Like how does, how does your gut know that it's time to let it go? Like with a commercial shopping. So with the hotel, it sounds like it was burnout. Right. And then you looked for an opportunity with the restaurant. It sounds like it was an opportunity and you took it yeah. uh, with the shopping center. Like in my head, that's an ATM machine. Right. Like in my head, that's just like passive recurring income. That's very simple, long term leases. I know I am downplaying it. I'm sure it was not all sunshine and rainbows, but it is it is a pretty good investment because they're long term leases. Not that too many, not too many tenants. Uh, you know, I. so how do you know when it's time to get out? So everything you said is accurate, and that's the reason we built it. Um, and then you add the 2008, 9, 10, 11 timeframe, mm -hmm. okay? Which nowhere in the business plan, it showed that we may be in the worst recession ever. And so we had leases that were already signed. They pulled out. Yeah. And I'm a lover, not a fighter, so I'm not going to go after people like that. And, I, you know, we struggle through those times and the banks were relentless. Mm. So we had to do whatever it took to survive. I had to put up a lot of collateral, do this, do that. I mean, I felt incredibly beat up. You know, it was like I was in a boxing ring, but my hands were duct taped to my legs. It's just constant, constant, constant. You know, you talk about the fight club, I was being beaten up. And I finally got to a point where we had reached, um, you know, I interviewed uh, several brokers during the process and he looked at my uh, paperwork and he said, you know, I think you can maximize the value of this place right now. It's a sell uh, seller's market. And I said, okay, tell me what we can get. And believe it or not, he did the math and we got exactly what he said we would get. Wow. So it was time to sell. I love it. Okay. I feel like we've run out of my time, but I'm hoping Michelle will get to talk to you about the PCTs part of this story and the systems that are involved in that. Um, and it sounds like I'm going to just leave with this parting comment because I think we're hearing a lot about mergers and acquisitions right now. We're hearing a lot about sales. We have friends that are selling. We have friends that are buying. Sounds like, RJ, you're good at leaning on people that are experts. You're good at, you know, finding the person who knows mm. and then trusting them. And yeah. I, I, that's something I've always appreciated about you when we've met is you are a networker, but you also are good at building your tribe. Like you build the people around you of experts that can guide you and support you. So um, that's going to be my parting takeaway from that money section. And I'm going to pass you to Michelle, who's going to talk to you about systems. And I hope that we get to hear about PCT because we did run out of time and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love, I love how you led me in that path. So that's perfect, Megan. Um, I heard a ton of stuff while you were talking that was very systemizing of all the different businesses that you've owned. So you said things like build and foundation and team. These are some of the keywords and coach. Um, tell me how you've taken some of those strategies and applied them to PCT. 
um, because that's really important. People that own a, and would you consider PCT, second question, your main source of revenue or do you have other revenue outlets that you're kind of utilizing for your family support currently? Because that's, a lot of people like to know how do they line up? How do they stack up, right? So that would be mm -hmm. helpful. Please. So, um, yes, PCT is my um, only source of revenue right now. Okay. Um, I have had some investments in the past that are slowly coming to life. Um, one of them was we, when my daughter was born, and she's 33 now, um, I purchased 162 acres. And um, I said, I just buy it and sit on it. Um, and we did, and we just put it on the market. So, you know, that will be another source of revenue for us soon, I hope. Um, as far as PCT, it had to start with the name. Um, you know, my original intention was to do homes only. Mm -hmm. And so, but I wanted to keep the name neutral. And I'll, I'll, sh I'll tell you exactly why. Um, being in the hotel business for 27 years, when people use the word maid, it was not respectfully used. And I did not appreciate that. You do not call somebody a maid in a very derogatory way. So I said, I would never have that word in my company name. I would never have maid written on anywhere. House cleaner, cleaning technician, uh, professional, whatever. Those are the terms and the use of words we have in our office, not made. Uh, if you have the word made, that's fine. This is just my personal belief. Um, and so it was all about what's in the name. It's a neutral name, PCT. It stands for Prestigious Cleaning Team. How do you mm -hmm. do it? What do you do? And team is how we come together and do it. And because of my soccer history and knowing that team is, you know, the way I want to function, I had to have the word team in there. Um, without my team, I'm nobody. Like Megan, your observation about surrounding yourself with good people, exactly what I wanted to do. Um, one of the things that I want to share about the shopping center and when I interviewed the three brokers, only one of them said to me, and have you ever, ladies, have you ever heard this? Is your shopping center Amazon proof? Have you ever heard that? Mm, I have actually. Yeah. Okay. Same. And I looked at, I looked at him and I said, what do you mean is my shopping center Amazon proof? And he said, let's go through each tenant. Can Amazon put them out of business? If they can, your shopping center value will be less. Wow. Hmm. Okay. So we went through each tenant and we figured out we were 100% Amazon proof. That's what brought the value up. So that was a very important lesson to me. Hmm. You know, and I hope it is to somebody today listening. Are we, are, are, is our industry Amazon proof? Let me ask you all. Hmm. Well, that's you know? a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> 
Um, at PCT, in terms of building a team, talk to me about some of the systems you use to kind of support that effort, right? Because a lot of people have different communication systems, or maybe the CRM is different. What's your secret sauce in terms of systems that can really form the, formulate that team and make that really holistic throughout the entire process at PCT? What are some of your tricks? Everything's based on three things, mission, vision, values, right? Okay, so everything sure. is built around all those three areas. Mm -hmm. um, every system, for example, the person that opens the office in the mornings, five days a week, he or she has to put the key in and it's a written, everything is written down. Okay. You, you say a prayer, whatever, despite your religious beliefs, whatever. The prayer is simple. Okay. Dear God, help us today to serve our customers the way in which we promised them. That goes to our mission and keep our team safe on the road. Open the door. Let's start our day. That's beautiful. I've never heard of anything like that. That's awesome. <laughs> but we want to, when we say we care about our teams and our staff, what we want them to know is that we pray for them every single day, every single day. And their safety is important to us. Wow. It matters to us. And this is how we do it. They may not know it. They may not realize it, mm -hmm. but we do care genuinely about who they are. And, you know, it's interesting because we have people that come to work for us. They stay a few months, they go, and they realize the grass was not greener on the other side and come back. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of that happening. Yeah. And when they come back again, they stay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, I just recently had someone do that in our business and it's been so beautiful to watch because her impact now has been so positive on the rest of the team. You know, it just, it like uh, generates such goodwill. And she's telling the stories of being away and then coming back and it's just lovely to watch. So I'm really yes. enjoying it. So I get that. Yep. Um, <laughs> I get it. So, you know, there are other systems. Uh, I took about 15 months to write my training manual, the way we clean. Sure. Um, under the four categories, you know, dusting, uh, which has the high, low and the surface dusting. And then we have the bathroom cleaning. We have the kitchen cleaning. And then we have uh you know floors and making beds i wrote that and i gave it to my trainers and i said what do you think are we doing things this way yeah. what percentage 80 okay can we start doing it closer to 100 i know we're not going to reach perfection right sure, sure, sure um can we get between 92 and 95 on a daily basis i'll be happy you know Okay. Customers will be happy. And you and take so, the, you take the yeah. subjectivity away from the poor trainer, right? Because then they just have something, a baseline, and then Correct. it's no longer personal to try to coach that person into improvement. It's a system that they feel safe in, and it puts that system between them and that new team member so that they really understand the language of what needs to happen, and it holds everybody accountable. So that's beautiful. So good. And also... All these manuals have pictures. And so, you know, people learn differently, right? They learn through watching, reading, uh, however. And so I wanted to make sure that we made it as comprehensive as possible. We're still tweaking this stuff. 
when we reach a point of, okay, we've, we've got to that 92, 95%, then I want to turn that into a video. Okay. Which we're close. Sounds like you might have another side hustle merging into building uh, core service manuals and stuff like that for team for other companies. Cause I know that's a real big pain point for people. Not everybody has the wherewithal or just the discipline to sit down and document every single thing. So this is a huge thing. <laughs> and it took, like I said, it took me 15 months and it was painstaking, but um, cause I'm that perfectionist guy. I, <laughs> it has to be perfect before I roll it out. Yeah. Are yeah. you? Uh, yeah. Well, good. Well, that all sounds really cool. I'm going to hand you off to Martha. She's going to talk to you about people and keep talking on teams and all this good stuff. Thank you so much, RJ. It was very insightful. Thank you, Michelle. It, well, the funny thing is, I'm not going to talk to you about people. And this is the, what, 100, 102 episode. And it's the first time I've done this. Um, I want to talk to you because I don't think we've hit it enough. We're and nervous, Martha. We're nervous. I know, me too. I'm like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I know. I've never done this, but I don't think we've hit on this. And uh, it's something that I think people can really learn from RJ. I think RJ is so good at pivoting. And I, you know, I watched it in action during COVID and so, RJ, I want you to talk about that a little bit, just your mindset, because it can go one of two ways. It can go, uh, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. I'm dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Or they can rise up and pivot like I've watched you do several times. So let's talk about that. Let's Because you, you alluded to the recession back in eight, nine, 10. Um, and then of course, COVID and now. So let's kind of talk about that. Well, let's go back even further. In 2001, during 9-11, our hotel industry took a huge hit because travel was stopped. Oh, right. So that was one, because that was the pivot that made us want to change and diversify uh, the property we owned. Then came the eight, nine, 10 debacle. And then came COVID. And I guess call it that I was tougher, right? And I don't have quit in me. Mm -hmm. um, and I played a win. On the soccer field, I've been playing on this men's team and at my age, 58, they say, can you please slow down? And these are 30 year olds telling me this. I'm like, no, why don't you keep up with me? So <laughs> you, if you have that mindset of you play to win, right? And you play to win with respect. And of course you don't wanna do things that are not ethical, but um, it, I was actually in Chicago. Mo most of you all know Gosha. Uh, and I just happened to, we were all having breakfast. She, her husband, Asha, myself. And I said, you know, Gosha, with your looks and my brains, we should do something together. <laughs> and um, we, we laughed it off, right? Ha, ha, ha. And we went about our business. And believe it or not, this was the second week in March of 2020. 
Oh, wow. Right. We were up there for her daughter's debutante event. We come home, and the following week, Chicago shut down. And, you know, it was different states closing down at different times and different uh, restrictions. And so before it came to Atlanta, I became aware, oh, wow, you know, this is, uh, this is something to be taken serious. Because in February, before I came to the Savannah event, I was in Switzerland with a group of people from here. There were 20 something of us that went. And when we were on these flights and internationally, we noticed that people were wearing these masks. And it's like, ha ha ha, you know, what are you doing wearing a mask? And if they were Asian, they wore three masks. And it's like, uh-oh. What's going on? None of us knew. So we, once we realized what's going on, it was time to take action, basically. And then a company came to us and said, we're in the flooring business. We work in the Southeast and we need help. We want, and this is a billion dollar flooring company. We need cleaning after each job, especially now. So when that opportunity fell in my lap, I said, hey, Gosha, remember I, I jokingly said something to you? I said, here it is. What should we do? She flew down here. We met with this flooring company and we decided to open PCT disinfecting. Since then, we've done 4.6 million square feet of cleaning and disinfecting. And it, we do it still now. Um, and it's just been an absolute joy to work with her because she's a incredible business lady. Um, but her work ethic is unmatched. I have to keep up with her. Um, mm -hmm. And we built a very good, strong foundation, disinfecting. Uh, and it only enhanced our knowledge in what we do today. Right. We were already cleaning. So it was just a perfect natural fit for us. And I, you know, I think before the show started, right, you said, give people homework, right? I'm going to give everybody some homework today. Because, yes. Overachiever guest, RJ. This is another first. Another first. I love it. Keep going. So as, as I noticed that states were closing and Georgia, you know, our governor was different in his mindset. I quickly reached out to my congressman and I happened to know him through networking. Let's go back to networking, the value. Um, and he knows me. So I asked on a Friday for an appointment to speak to him. And then they were only doing telephone consultations, not in the office. So our congressman, Loudermilk, very call me. We were talking and I, I, I timed it. I'm like, how, how much time is he going to give me? Three minutes? No, he gave me 18 minutes of his time. And in that conversation, it was about, well, RJ, I know you clean, but expound upon that. So I shared with him what we did. And a lot of our commercial businesses, um, what we did that were in his district that he represents. And I'm like, Barry, you don't want them shut down, do you? And he's like, no, we need to be there. And so the purpose of calling your congressman and getting to know these kind of people is they're influential. 
He said, RJ, I'm about to call the governor next and let him know to make sure that you, your industry is remains essential and open during COVID. Mm-hmm. While other states shut down cleaning businesses, that one relationship I believed helped in keeping the cleaning industry open in the state of Georgia by one phone call. I don't take credit for it. I'm just saying you are that powerful. You have it in you. Get to know these people. Yeah. You put them in office. It's okay to converse with them. They're not invincible. They're human beings. Right, right. So the the homework is identify who your congressman is. Get to know them. Make an appointment with them. They have an office in your area. Make an appointment with them. Say, I'm so-and-so. This is what I do. We are an essential business. Be proud of that. That's awesome. All right. I think we're going to end my segment with that, and then I'm going to pass it back to Tay. And RJ beat us, so you, you follow up with homework, Tay. Okay, well, I am going to give a brief reminder since RJ started us off. We are going to give you four more pieces of homework today, so please make sure just to choose one. We want you to be effective and really push the needle forward in your business this week. So that accountability of doing that one piece of homework is what we ask of you from the show. And we do have an accountability group on Facebook that we will drop a link in the comment section so that way you guys can feel free to join that private group with any questions or um, you know concerns that you may have about the homework. Um, as far as marketing homework goes, we talked a lot about networking and RJ also just talked again in his homework about it. So I'm kind of going to piggyback off that a little bit. Um, as far as networking goes, I want you guys to take a look at your business cards. Do you have a business card that is engaging? Um, I didn't talk about it on the, and sh- on my segment with RJ, but we, all of us ladies have a virtual business card. So we have a card on our phone that you can just tap our phones and be able to immediately download our contacts. Megan showing hers right now. It's a little button on the back of her phone. Um, so there's so many different options out there from the thick cards that RJ was talking about. Oh, there's Michelle's. She has hers actually color coordinated to her logo of her business with a QR code. So there's so many different ways you can go about this and make sure that you are getting your name to the people that matters and also getting it to them in an engaging format, which is great. So, um, link is actually the business that I'm referring to that does the virtual business cards. It's L I N Q. So we'll put that in the comments if that's of interest to you. Or like RJ said, look into a little bit thicker of a business card, something that has a physical presence that's a little bit stronger than your typical standard business card. So that's my marketing homework for you today is to take a look at that business card, see how we can update this and see how we can make it a little bit more inviting and recognizable for your networking events. Oh man, I'm looking down at my notes and I've got like six things that could be homework and I'm not going to give any of them. I'm going to just blow up the homework thing this week. One of the things that I I have absolutely loved about RJ that I could not articulate before this hour is your confidence. Like RJ walks around with confidence, confidence in his family, confidence in his business, confidence in his relationships. And I feel like That's something that we don't talk about enough, but it's very magnetic. When you are confident in yourself and in your offering, 
people are attracted to you. People in business will be attracted to you. People will want to do business with you. They will want to get to know you. And so I'm going to challenge our listeners this week to try to do one thing with absolute confidence this week and see how it feels differently. See what happens when you walk into a networking event or a restaurant and you say with pride, my name is Megan Likes and I am the proud owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters and see how people react to you differently. So we're going to borrow some of RJ's confidence this week and that's going to be your finance homework to see what happens uh, to attract, you know, good things and good people. I love that. That is so good. I'm going to do that homework. Um, And then my homework for systems is add a very simple question into your interview process, whether it's my interview online or virtual interviews or Zoom interviews, whatever it is, and ask the one question, have you ever played a team sport? I just love that. It really does seed an understanding of that individual that might be coming into your business. So I'm going to add that one right now. I'm already typing it in Slack for my team to add to my stuff. So I'm doing my own homework, but I love that one. So please add that question to your lineup of questions in your interview process this week. Okay. And I'm going to get back in my lane a little bit and talk about people. Um, But I'm going to merge it with the networking that RJ talked about. So if you've ever... You can expand on networking by including your team. And recently we've talked about how Jeff Likes Clean Windows did this by setting aside a day a month to serve um, Meals on Wheels. They use their staff, some of their staff, to serve Meals on Wheels and get out into the community. But uh, I... Every week. Oh, it's every week. Oh, well, wow. Each team, each team gets to do it once a month, but our company wow. does it every week. That's awesome. So I'm sure knowing that how much uh, RJ is involved in his community, community and networking, I'm sure you have done a ton of things <clears throat> with your staff in networking with the community. So... I know when I had Dusting Divas, we did a um, we did a thing where it was um, Hops for Hopes, for, Hops for Hope, and it was a fundraiser where they had uh, like microbrewery tastings, and it was to raise money for a charity, and we Dusting Divas were the cleanup crew. So we ran, you know, we were running around. We did this for years and we had our Dusting Divas outfits on and we were picking up all the trash, etc. And talk about confidence. You know, I normally would be on the other side of that and be attending, but it, uh, I was doing it. My husband was doing it. We were all in there and it was such a great opportunity. It really was. So I encourage you all to do something forward facing like that. And uh, it's not only for PR, but it's just for networking with the public. A good one. All right. Tate. Well, RJ, if there's, 
anyone that wants to reach out to you after the show, want to talk to you more, maybe pick your brain a little bit about your experience in the business world, how can they get in touch with you? RJ at PCTclean.com. Awesome. Easy. Easy well, you need to you yeah. need to get out of here and go celebrate today. Uh, but we always end with a quote. And you said this word over and over and over again. So it was a real easy one to choose today. And it is by none other than Steve Jobs. And he said, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team. So thank you all for joining us today at Fight Club. We had a ton of fun with you, RJ. We'll see you around on the road. Where are you going to be in the next summer, fall season? Are you going to be out at any events that we can meet you or see you? Um, I'm actually having some surgery tomorrow, so it'll be four to six weeks of recovery for me. And so I'm not sure after that what, you know, what it looks like, but I'll be, I'll be back soon. Okay. Sounds good. Well, please be well. Please be well. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Speedy Thank recovery. you, everybody. Yeah. Speedy recovery. Have a great day, everybody. And thanks again, RJ, for joining us, Thank you. everybody. Go okay, fight. Bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. With Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.